This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. Today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Dan and Marcus versus the Benchwarmer team of Eric and myself, Josh. And our host for today's game will be one-time player and assistant coach to our Patreon team, Byron Grubman. Welcome back to the bench, Byron. Uh, why don't you take a minute to remind us about yourself? Uh, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Um, live in Austin, Texas, by way of Southern California. Um, former athlete, now turned bench warmer now that my body is crumbling. Just came off of back surgery and probably primed for another one. So, uh, But I played baseball through college. Um, played at UCSD, nothing if not a, a shill for that program. But yeah, now just refing football and doing a ton of trivia. Wonderful. Dan and Marcus, how you guys doing? And let us know what your team name is going to be for today. Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, Christmas was, well, at the time of this recording, it was yesterday. I had a great, uh, had a great time. I got to, thankfully, I have family that lives close. So I was able to see my family. And now I get to see my other family, Wink, and uh, play some trivia. So uh, and I do have to say, Byron, uh, you ref uh, football. I coach football, and I have the utmost respect for you. I really do. Until the the ball gets kicked off, and then every call is is wrong. Or oh yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> you're, you're awful. <laughs> yeah, this is a nice, relaxing week off of work, and uh, happy to be back uh, back recording. I've been off for a little while, but uh, back playing this game. I'm looking forward to getting here. And this is my first time teaming with Marcus, so this is going to be a fun time. I'm sure of it. Uh, we uh, we decided to pick a team based on our uh, our love for our own respective football teams. Um, the the Seahawks and the Vikings have had a uh, a history of sending players back and forth, along with um, other things that have gone into those contracts that we call the poison pills. So we are going to be the poison pills today. All right, wonderful, the poison pills. And uh, you know, I'm I'm doing all right. I had a nice Christmas. Um, just stayed locally. We just kind of, you know, had some family drop in and drop off some gifts and, you know, had our COVID Christmas and looking forward to hopefully things being uh, better, you know, sometime next year. Uh, yeah, that's all I got, Eric. Uh, how you doing? And you can share what our team name is going to be for today. I'm better, better, better. Um, it snowed a, a, a lot, like three feet, and then that's not counting drifts, so you know, couldn't let the dogs out at 6 a.m. So I had to shovel or deal with a mess in the house. Um, so yeah, shoveled a ton today. My back hurts, my head hurts, my feet hurt. Christmas was great though. Um, so anyway, uh, Josh um, has his new hat on. I have my new hat on. His is an owl hat, mine is a nuggets hat. So our team name today is gonna be Owl Nuggets. You can think of that any way you want. I think they're called owl pellets, but uh... <laughs> that's if we were talking about that. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> All right, so we got the poison pills versus owl nuggets. Now let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. 
And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Thanks, Dan. No problem. Uh, Byron, I'm going to throw this over to you now. It is your time to take control. All right, so first up, we've got the tailgate. Question number one, what is the nickname printed on NFL game-used footballs? All right, we are checking in. Al Nuggets, talk it out. It's just a pigskin? Does it not say that on there? I, I have no idea. I didn't know there was a nickname on any of the game-used footballs. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm not going to get it, but there's, yeah. I think they put somebody's name on there as an honor to them, but I can't. I thought normally like the commissioner's name was on it. That is, the, yes, with the signature, but there's also, um, there's somebody else's nickname. I want to say, um, I don't know. I'm not going to get it. I don't know. So I say maybe just go pigskin. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing better. So go ahead and check that in. Yeah, we'll check in with pigskin. Hey, poison pills. Um, yeah, um, I, I noticed this because I, um, before every football game I ever played, my dad has a, a NFL films video called the NFL's greatest hits. And I used to watch it every, uh, every before every game. And they have Raymond Barry in that flipping the ball in his hands and it zooms really close. And I believe it says the Duke on it. Well, one team getting points. It is the Duke. Nice job, Marcus. I learned something today. <laughs> what is that in reference to? It's the old owner of the Giants, I believe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> On to question number two. What is the name of the musical that was financed by Babe Ruth's sale to the Yankees? Pretty sure we can check that in. Okay. Al Nuggets checked in. Poison pills, talk it out. I've heard this before. I have not. Uh, I've heard it before. I'm fairly certain it's not in the real estate that I own inside of my head. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's, it's nothing that like made it. Okay. I, I, I'd hate to even punt on this one, but I, I don't, unless we just make up something funny. Well, I was going to say it's about, uh, it's financed by a sale to the Yankees. Why don't we check in with rent? instead of damn yankees okay <laughs> we'll go with rent all right owl nuggets what do you got so unless the movies told me wrong um the movie fever pitch is the only reason i know this um it's mentioned that they sell sold babe ruth um and they financed no no nanette so one team getting points it is no no nanette evidently harry Frazee was a his first love was broadway as opposed to owning his baseball team and so he really wanted to get that flop financed. And so he sold the best player ever. But he got it financed. So, I mean, good that's, what, that's what matters. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What is the three-word rallying cry for the Arkansas Razorbacks sports teams? Bob Eck. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. That's it. We'll check in. All right. The Al Nuggets are checked in. Poison pills. You can talk it out. All I've got is Woo Pig. Suey. I think is the last word. Woo pig suey. That makes sense. I think that makes sense. Yeah. We'll check it with woo pig suey. All right. And Al Duggets. Yeah. I remember when was this 2008 Bobby Petrino's um, press conference. He put up, you know, the whatever hand sign they do. And he said, woo pig suey. And that is stuck in my head for 12 years. Cause I thought it was just so stupid, but whatever. Um, we checked in with woo pig suey. 
And both teams getting points. It is Woo Pig Suey, one of the more fun rallying cries to say. <laughs> Heading into the first quarter, uh, we have a tie ball game, 20 to 20. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. All right, so the first quarter today is pre- and post-game. Pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be five before- and after-style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one. This endurance race also won the 1987 National League MVP and had his number 10 retired by the Montreal Expos. You good with that? Yeah, that right there. Yep. Okay. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, check it in. All right. Poison Pills checking in. Al Nuggets, you can talk about. Is it Le Mans? What does that, I mean, does that work with the S on the end? Do they actually pronounce the S or do we just do that? As... Maybe, maybe, maybe they don't. I mean, that's kind of what I was th- thinking, but that's where the S was throwing me off. But like Lamondre Dawson, maybe it's gotta be. I mean, unless it's the Boston Marathon, Dre Dawson. I don't know if that's considered a endurance race. Have you ever run a marathon? Any marathon? <laughs> no, no. Say. I mean, there's no. Well, I, it's not considered an endurance race. It would be for me. It would kill me. <laughs> the four hundred is an endurance race for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't go to the bathroom during the podcast because I got to go upstairs and then back down again. All right. That's I, I got nothing better than Lamondre Dawson, I guess. Yeah. Let's, let's go with it. All right. We'll, we'll check in with Lamondre Dawson. Poison pills. All right. Since you're talking about the race, um, I said it was the uh, 24 hours of Lamond and then Andre Dawson. So the 24 hours of Lamondre Dawson. And I'm going to give both teams points. Um, that's fair enough. Casually, it's known as Lamon, but it's the 24 hours of Lamondre Dawson. I love that one. That's a great, that's a great before and after. It's a callback to when I was a contestant, and I thought that was instead of like the Iditarod Laver. My guess was like 24 hours of Lamondre Agassi. Question number two: This three-time All-Star for the Phoenix Suns in the 90s is also a former Florida State defensive back college coach and broadcaster we're gonna check in all right uh the owl nuggets have checked in poison pills so i was i was all until you said current i was all over uh Deion sanders and i was trying to figure out where to go with that but yeah yeah no i kind of was thinking that too and then as i was going through the suns in my head in the 90s i remembered that um Obviously, uh, he's he's lost a step definitely on on college game day, but I think the second half is Lee Corso. So we are checking in with Charles Barkley Corso and Al Nuggets. Same thing. We had Charles Barkley Corso. Unfortunately, no team getting points. It is 
Dan Marley Corso. Oh. Thunder oh. Dan. Thunder Dan. No. Now we need to see how many times Barkley was an all-star in the 90s. I had Dan Marley in my head, so I didn't even look up Barkley's. <laughs> well, when you said you said three times with the Suns, I'm like, well, he made more than three all-star games, but maybe only three times with the Suns. He was an all-star straight from 87 to 97. So he was on the Suns from 92 to 96. So he made it four times with them. Oh, Ooh, saved by a technicality. <laughs> Thunder Dan Marley. Oh, gosh, he was awesome. thrown in, had the nicest tan in the NBA. <laughs> had it. All right. Question number three. This legendary Bears linebacker was a two-time NFC Defensive Player of the Year and also a switch-hitting third baseman who won the NL MVP in 1991. Yeah, Eric, I think that's it. Thank you, Ryan. We're going to check in. All right, Owl Nuggets checking in. Boys and Pills, talk it out. So I, I'm fairly positive that the, the second part of that is Terry Pendleton. Okay, well, that narrows it down because I was I was about to send you a list of line, Bears linebackers, and the only one that fits that one is Mike Singletary. That makes sense. I didn't even think about Mike Singletary. I was so busy thinking about the baseball player that uh, I didn't even well, that's think about perfect, the bear. I was, I was only focusing on the football player. If so. you want to think football, when baseball comes up, I'll, I'll be perfectly happy to do the baseball part. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So we'll go with Mike single, Terry Pendleton. All right. Al Nuggets. Yeah, you know, Eric is pretty quick today, even though he was complaining about all his aches and pains, his brain's working pretty well. I'm still writing stuff down, and then I look up, and he's got the answer in the chat. We also said Mike Singletary Pendleton. And both teams getting points. It is Mike Singletary Pendleton. So when uh, when you're shoveling, you don't have to use your brain that much. Just let it rest. <laughs> yeah, it's fully <laughs> rested, ready to go. All right, question number four. This UCLA Bruin point guard had the key coast-to-coast layup to beat Missouri at the buzzer in the 1995 NCAA tournament en route to their most recent title and also called signals for the Pittsburgh Steelers en route to their first Super Bowl appearance of the Bill Cower era. Yeah, I'm typing it out. I don't even need to, right? No. Nope. check in. <laughs> All right. Poison pills checking in. Al Nuggets. You can talk it out. Quarterback is Neil O'Donnell. 1995 UCLA point guard. Is it um, um, first name Tyus? Edney? Yes, Tyus Edney O'Donnell. It sounds right. So if you think it works, I, I think we're good with it. All right, so we'll uh, we'll check in with Tyus Edney O'Donnell. O'Donnell. <laughs> My brain's not working today. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, poison pills. Uh, yeah, uh, I, as soon as you said UCLA coast to coast, I typed Tyus Edney and then Dan and I both kind of <laughs> made eye contact at the same time. He started typing and that's when he said, no, you don't need to type it out. So, uh, we also checked in with Tyus Edneal O'Donnell. And both teams getting points. It is Tyus Edneal O'Donnell. One of my favorite highlights of all time is him taking it coast to coast to get him into the final four. All right. Question number five. This New York baseball giant, the first in franchise history to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, also lost his heavyweight boxing title in 1964 amid much controversy that he was out drinking the night before the fight. I think I got it. I trust you. (laughs) I'm not going to be much help to you on this one. (laughs) All right. We'll check in. All right. The poison pills are checked in. Al Nuggets. Talk it out. So... If 64, if that was Ali, I don't know if that was his first, because I think that would have been right around the time of his first. I think he beat Sonny Liston for, to get the title first. Okay. 
but I don't know if that's right or not. But do you know any New York baseball giant Hall of Famers? If Sonny listens right, it could be just about anything that ends in Sun. Only only one I know is Mel Ott. I'm not big on, as everybody knows, baseball that's happened before the 80s or even during the 80s for that matter. This would be more Matt's wheelhouse. Yeah, this is. Um, I, I'm going to be absolute no help. I mean, I, I gave you the only one I know. So, Who hit the shot heard around the world? Is it Bobby Thompson? I don't know if it was even for the Giants. Uh, I, should we check in with Bobby Thompson Liston? Go with it. All right, we'll, we'll check in with that. All right. Poison pills? Well, Bobby Thompson was a giant and did hit the shot heard around the world. Yeah, he did. Um, but uh, he. He hit that shot heard around the world about 20 years after this guy was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Um, he was a re- member of the original class, I'm pretty sure. Um, so Sonny Liston is right. But um, there were two that could have fit this category, but only one was a giant. Either Walter Johnson was a senator or Christy Matheson would have been the other one. So Christy Mathis, Sonny Liston. And one team getting points. It is Christy Matthew, Sonny Liston. It's, it's good to know the, the original five. So, I mean, it's Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Christy Matheson. Um, Honus Wagner and Babe Ruth. Oh, see, now now I've learned something today. After the first quarter, and we no longer have a tie. Uh, Owl Nuggets has eighty, and Poison Pills has one hundred. Right. Let's move on to the second quarter, which is the missing link. The missing link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question number one. Which two-time NBA MVP had his number 11 retired at his alma mater, Santa Clara University? Let's do it. (laughs) Poison pills checked in. Al Nuggets. That's what I thought. The only player I know that went to Santa Clara was Steve Nash. Same. All right. We'll check in Steve Nash. Oh, yeah. Alan Nuggets checking in with Steve Nash. Poison pills? Uh, yes, we also checked in with the only guy we knew that went there. It's uh, Steve Nash. And both teams getting points. It is Steve Nash. Josh, you want to send the, uh, our theme link us over? <laughs> it's my Jeez. the five uncles on my mom's side. I'm going to call it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for uh for mike steve mark and john now here we go <laughs> <laughs> all right are we ready for number two all right number two which soccer standout holds the record for most expensive transfer fee we'll check in <laughs> All right, Poison Pills checking in. Al Nuggets? I'm pretty sure it's Neymar. I thought I had a question like this before. If you... I I got nothing. If you're feeling pretty good with that, I'm fine with that. 
when he went to PSG, I think it was like 220 something odd euros. So do that tran, you know, over to dollars. It'd be, I have no idea. Um, so yeah, we'll check in with Neymar. All right, the uh, Owl Nuggets checking in with Neymar. Poison pills. Last two times we've had questions answered. We both typed the same thing to each other at the same time. So uh, we're going to go with except that. Except mine with question marks. Yeah. <laughs> mine was the question mark last time. So, oh, um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, when he went to uh, Paris Saint-Germain, I'm pretty sure nothing's topped that since. So we went with Neymar. And both teams getting points. It is Neymar. Our theme-linked answers so far are Steve Nash and Neymar. You have an uncle Neymar? I do not. (laughs) Not on my mother's side. (laughs) Question number three. Who was the most recent underclassman to be drafted to the NBA from the University of Pittsburgh? Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. We'll check in. All right. Owl Nuggets checking in. Poison Pills. Talk it out. I mean that. Oh, makes sense. Uh, no, he's he was an underclassman, right? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Uh, so we're throwing around Stephen Adams. That's the first guy that came to mind. I'm trying to think of. For a second, I thought John Collins, but I think he went to Georgia Tech. Pitt Pitt was good for like. I don't know. Uh, between like I feel like 2005 and like 2000 eight or nine and then they've been bad like really really bad for a while i'm honestly having a hard time thinking of other pit players <laughs> the only one that, that have been drafted the only one that comes to my mind is dewan blair and i know he was before that i hate that too <laughs> oh gosh what a dirty what a dirty player that that guy no acls uh, all right well let's do it then let's go steven adams all right we're checking in with steven adams Poison pills checking in with Steven Adams, Al Nuggets. Uh, yeah. Um, I the only one I could think of within the last 10 years was uh, Steven Adams. So we checked in with Steven Adams. And both teams are getting points. He was a freshman when he got drafted. There's been two Pitt Panthers drafted after him, but they were both seniors. I didn't even know they had a basketball. In 2013. <laughs> really? I don't acknowledge the team that they were, drafted him. They were good when I was in college. I just remember they. Always in the the old Big East, I just uh, always give Villanova a hell of a game, and I hated them for that, especially Dwayne. Oh, Hart. that's probably why you know about there, because I I can't think I don't think I've ever seen Pitt play a basketball game, and I'm sure they've been in the tournament, and I don't think I've ever even seen them in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I think that's who Kemba sent that big step back in the uh, Big East tournament the year they went to the um, the title. Our theme linked answers so far are Steve Nash, Neymar, and Steven Adams. Question number four, sharing a nickname with a Southern US city, which golfer has 74 professional victories, including two open championship titles and two US open titles? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes it, it made it. Yeah, because I was, I was trying to think of the other way around. Same. All right, uh, we can check in. All right, the Owl Nuggets checked in. Poison pills, you can talk it out. Oh, oh, I'm having a hard time coming up with just golf nicknames. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Southern U.S. 
All right, let's start just naming start naming off southern US cities and we'll, we'll have nicknames. So the, oh, oh, yeah. Um <laughs> I'm not going to be great at that either. Uh, um geography, not Marcus's strong point. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 it's um okay. It's New Orleans. It's um the Big Easy, Ernie Els. Okay. That I, <laughs> I, 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 I was just, I was concentrating so hard on trying to come up with the golfer that I didn't even start to think about nicknames, like city nicknames. And so right. when I started thinking about, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's Ernie Els. Okay. All right. The Poison Pills checking in with Ernie Els. Al Nuggets. Go ahead, Josh. Um, yeah, you know, obviously early on, I was both Eric and I, I think we're trying to think of nicknames that had like a city's name in it. But as soon as I asked the clarifying question about nickname of the city, uh, Eric was pretty quick to send over to me Ernie Els, and I sent back to him and said the Big Easy, right? And he agreed. So yeah, we also checked in with the Big Easy, Ernie Els. And both teams are getting points. I apologize for how confusing that question was written. But yes, standing six foot three, weighing 210 pounds, he was known as the Big Easy. Um, so we have our four theme linked questions or answers so far are Steve Nash, Neymar, Stephen Adams, and Ernie Els. I have one theme linked answer uh, from one of the teams. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Question number five, which F1 driver who also holds the record for most consecutive wins in the same race is credited posthumously with implementation of many of the safety features we see on race cars today? Well, we'll check in. All right. The poison pills are checking in. Al Nuggets, uh, speak freely. So, like I said, I don't have any idea if this is the right guy, but... I know I wrote a question about the movie Rush with uh, Chris Hemsworth and the driver's last name was Hunt. And I know he was a reckless driver. I don't know if in the end he got credited for safety things because people went, holy crap, we need to make things safer for these crazy reckless drivers. I have no idea. That, that's more than I'm, It's more than I can even say right now. I've... <laughs> I know, I know, um, was it, um, Dario Franchini's like married to that while well, Ashley Judd, yeah, but he's still alive, is isn't he? Okay. Then that doesn't yeah, help. Cause I don't, I don't okay. think he's <laughs> dead. Like, all I, I think all the other F1 drivers I can think of are alive. <laughs> so, and for all I know, this guy actually could be alive. I don't really know. Okay. My guess is he's not, but, um, Who's that other guy? Mario Andretti once appeared on Home Improvement. Isn't he still alive? Sure. <laughs> I, I don't know. Should we go with Hunt? I, I'll I, I'll trust. I, on that. I got nothing better. Right, we'll we'll check in with last name Hunt. Not Helen. Okay. The Hell Nuggets are checking in with Hunt. Poison pills. Okay, so I don't even know this guy's first name i just know him by the last name and i'm assuming this is i mean he's an f1 driver that i know and all the other names we were coming up with were um indycar drivers 
And I'm pretty sure this dude died in a crash. Um, and so we checked in with just the last name of Senna, S-E-N-N-A. One team is getting points. It is Ayrton Senna, who won the Monaco Grand Prix five times in a row and was killed in a crash at age 34. Isn't that also the name of a suppository? No. Uh, yeah, um, it is. Right. A natural. I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm wearing the hat. Who? <laughs> it. There was a documentary made about him. In okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Pretty good. I I knew Mario Andretti so, because of Sega Genesis. That was what I had to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> so our five theme-linked answers are Steve Nash, Neymar, Stephen Adams, Ernie Els, and Ayrton Senna. And I just got a second guess. I'm going to leave it up to you guys uh, because I've got the same um, the same answer from both teams. I told one of them to be more specific, but I'll let you guys um, kind of decide. Well, we can be more specific um, then if you need us to. I mean, we so can, can I. we'll have to talk it out, but. Okay. Um, if you want us to be more specific. Yes, I can. I would say decide right now if you want us, if you want us to be more specific, then we need to be more specific to get the points would be my, the way I yes, say it. Yes, be more specific because I chose one in particular okay. of these answers um, for a specific reason. Got one answer from the Al Nuggets. Poison pills, you're able to talk it out. Well, because I okay, so so Dan just sent played soccer, and obviously Nash, very famous for that. And I'm pretty positive I remember hearing something about that's what Stephen Adams was doing, like because when he started to get good, people started paying attention to him. Um, but I don't know how that ties into being foreign born, because other than it's the world's game, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. You have to well, be more specific. Can, <laughs> or we poor. can be foreign, foreign-born soccer players, I guess. Or, I mean, I, um, three of the five of them for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, Ernie Els is South African. I mean, I could see him playing soccer. I mean, golf is something you take up on, you know, as your individual sport. Yeah. The question is, did Senna play soccer? Uh, do you even know where he's from? Or is that all? He's from Brazil. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there's a good chance. Do you think they played, like, soccer at a at a certain level, maybe? Um, I've I even played soccer, so, I mean. Could they? Is, there, is it possible if they all own or owned Soccer, soccer teams? Soccer Ooh, yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> now that Adams uh, is rich from playing basketball and getting paid a bunch of money, that could be it. You get to own. Yeah, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Let's. Yeah, we'll let's go. Should we say owned a owned a soccer sure. team or owns a soccer yes. team? Sure. All right, we'll do that. Poison pills checking in with owning a soccer team. And Al Nuggets. So we we all started with we all started with uh you know not born in the U.S. or whatever. Um, and mm-hmm. Steve Nash is very commonly everyone thinks he's Canadian, which he is. 
well, he was not born in Canada. Um, he was born in South Africa. Um, so I, I thought it was all South Africans, but then there's Neymar. He's not. And then Stephen Adams, I know, is from New Zealand. So we, we went with um, from the Southern Hemisphere. So we've got Ayrton Senna from Sao Paulo, Brazil, Ernie Els from South Africa, Stephen Adams from New Zealand, Neymar also from Sao Paulo, and Steve Nash from South Africa, all born in the Southern Hemisphere. All right. Well, heading into halftime, we have a slight score change. Poison Pills is up to 200, and Owl Nuggets have snuck into the lead, getting the 50 points for the theme with 210 points. All right, so moving on to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. This is going to be a hit me format. I'm going to give you three increasingly obvious identifiers from TV uh, or movies having to do with sports. Um, you can answer after the first three for 40 points or take two additional identifiers for 20 points. All right, question number one, West Canaan, Charlie Tweeter, the oop-de-oop. We'll check in. Poison Pills have checked in with the three. Al Nuggets, you're free to speak freely. What was the name of the high school from Varsity Blues? Oh. Tweeter, Tweeter, I remember, is from Varsity Blues. I mean, all of these sounded familiar, and I have seen Varsity Blues. Um, if, if, you're, I, if you're feeling comfortable with Charlie Tweeter being from Varsity Blues, I mean, West Canaan sounds like right? a, yeah. a, a Texas okay. town, whether it's a real one you or made up, you know. Chance it? I, I, they checked in, so I say right, let's go for it. So I don't know what what are the we're just looking for the title of either the TV show the, or the movie. The, okay, and was there a, identifying? Was there a Varsity Blues TV show? Okay, I don't think so. All right, so um, we'll just go with uh, we'll check in with Varsity Blues. Alan Nuggets checking in with Varsity Blues. Poison pills. All right, yeah, um, West Canaan is definitely the high school in Varsity Blues. So uh, that's what we went with as well. And the next two would have been Lance Harbor and Whipped Cream Bikini from Varsity Blues. <laughs> so both teams getting points there, the full points. Question number two, the Waterbury Open, the Bull Dance, and Chubbs. Check that we in. can check that in, Marcus. Yep, 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 yep. Both teams checking in? Or was it just the No, we're both, we're both checked in. Okay, yeah. both teams checked in. Um, Poison Pills, I heard you first. What's your answer? It's, it's the Greater Waterbury Open. Um, but it's, uh, it's Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I knew. Poison I knew. Pills checking in with Happy Gilmore. I knew even before. Nuggets. I knew after that first, the Greater Waterbury Open. Or just, yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's Happy Gilmore. Doing the bull dance, <laughs> feeling it. Then, the next two are Shooter McGavin and a warm glass of Shut the Hell Up. We've got Happy Gilmore. So both teams getting full points. My fingers hurt. I'm, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty. I, I believe that's Mr. Hang Gilmore. On. Josh, have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that. 
Okay. <laughs> That's a movie. Okay. Because last time Step Brothers came up and it was very controversial that you hadn't seen it. Yet. And I've seen Step Brothers now as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, so he's, uh, he's in the loop. I am. I am in the loop. So I get I get all those references now. But uh, good. It, it the one who really, really, truly is that doesn't hasn't seen any movies is Mason. Oh yeah. No. I don't think he's seen a, a motion picture. <laughs> Oh, he's watched uh, the Sandlot. No, oh, so yeah, he's seen at least one motion <laughs> picture. He's, so he's starting right at the beginning. And just kind of well, it's, it's not even a meme with him. It's it's he generally has not seen many movies. Although I have to admit, right now I've never seen Varsity Blues. I sent that to Dan. I was like, I've never watched it. Oh, really? Uh, it was on. It was on some cable channel all weekend, and that's what I watched. In, like in between Christmas movies, you it's, didn't have Miss Davis as one of the uh, one of the clues. It's not, I don't, I wouldn't call it a great movie, Marcus. I don't think it's a must watch, to be honest. No, it's not. I mean, just go on YouTube for the whipped cream see, bikini. See, here's, here's the weird thing. I've seen Not Another Teen Movie, and I feel like I got the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my Varsity Blues knowledge comes from The Office. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Amanda Wurlitzer, Tanner Boyle, and Chico's Bail Bonds. We can check in. Poison Pills checking in after three. Is that I think bad? this is might that... be uh, bad news bears. I was, that's what I was gonna say. I think that's. I think Amanda Wurlitzer and um, Tanner Boyle. I think those two got me to there. Okay, go ahead. All right, we'll check in with the bad news bears. Hell Nuggets checking in with the bad news bears. The Poison Pills. I got it from Chico's Bail Bonds. It's the. Uh, the, the company that um, sponsored their uh, jerseys, Chico's Bail Bonds, so the Bad News Bears. And both teams getting the full points. We also had Morris Buttermaker and Kelly Leak. Kelly Leak. Question number four. The Cary County Eagles, the Native Flu, and Bro Dude Energy. You sure on that? A hundred percent. Okay. All right, we can check in. The Poison Pills checked in. Al Nuggets, talk it out. I think this is a stupid show everybody's trying to get me to watch. Which one? What the hell is it called? What's it about? Not not nonsense. Stupid. Just that's why I can't watch it. Um what sport what sporting thing is it about? I I that's what I'm trying to think of. That, I'm like I that, don't Is that Letter Kenny? That's what I, yes, I was going to say that it's I mean the only reason I'm saying that is cuz that's like the current one that people would be like you got to see it. That's, Isn't that a hockey cuz it's it? Canadian? I think it's it might be Canadian but I I I've not watched I watched I've one not episode. watched any of it. I just know Matt is all about Letter Kenny. Yeah, I I've but, heard Bro Dude before somewhere and I think that was it. It was either that or Trailer Park Boys, but I can't I think Letterkenny makes more sense. Okay. I mean, I, by the way, if it is Letterkenny, getting any more clues isn't going to help me. Yeah, not me. So so if we think that could be what it is, let's check it in. I say, so far, every, you know, we, we've had the three clues and I've at least had a, an inclination on it. And this one I have, if I get more clues, I don't think it'd help. Yeah. Should we just check in with Letterkenny? Yeah, I, I think All so. right. We'll check in Letterkenny. Al Nuggets checking in with Letterkenny and the Poison Pills. We'll snipe Selly, boys. It's Letterkenny. <laughs> Dangles. It is Letterkenny, my beloved show. It's so good. Wait, what? The new season just what? dropped. That's the <laughs> hockey players in it. They're like, yeah. So, so the hockey players in the show, 
they just talk in like hockey slang the whole time and so they're just total mm-hmm. bros in the show and so it's so yeah when they're talking about scoring we'll snipe selly boys we'll snipe celebration yep okay and dangles you're not helping me want to watch this it's show. So funny <laughs> i said I hockey a few i mean episodes it's it's funny it is it, funny. It's fast it's very paced. Funny. They talk a lot, but it's a it's funny. It's it's. So I all right. I, I I've watched one episode. Yeah. And all they were doing were standing around, just not. They weren't even moving. They were just talking. Like it took me till episode four to really get hooked hooked on. Like it, they were right? doing like a birthday yeah. party. It's been nine seasons now. Yeah. And he, he's That's, got like yeah, a the second one. I'm like what what is going? They're not even like going anywhere. They're just literally standing with the blank expressions on their face, not like. And then fighting. Yeah, and fighting. Yeah, I don't get it. You might not, but so the next two would have been, yeah. next two would have been Shorzy and the Shamrockets. Yep, those wouldn't help. <laughs> I was just gonna say, oh yeah, now I got it. Question number five: The Charos, Reg Mackworthy, and April Buchanan. I got it, Dan. You do. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you do you look at it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Okay. That's right. We're checking in. Poison pills checking in. Al Nuggets, feel free to talk it out. Is that eastbound and down? Uh, I don't know. If it is, I've not seen it. So if you're feeling like you got something with it. The name, the, I think the name, the April Buchanan is what triggered most of it. Um, I think she's in that. If you feel comfortable with it, check it in. Because I, you know, they're checked in and I don't know. Or if you think you need more clues, once again, if it's eastbound and down, more clues isn't going to get me there. It would help me, but not. I don't want to chance it. So we'll we'll check in with eastbound and down. Yeah, all nuggets checking in with eastbound and down and the poison pills. Yeah, it's it's eastbound and down. Uh, Reg Mackworthy was uh, played by Craig Robinson, the the guy who retired him, and they have a showdown at the at the car dealership. So uh, yeah, we checked in with Eastbound and Down. The Charles was his his team in Mexico, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> the next two would have been Stevie Janowski and Kenny Powers. Ah, that is Eastbound and Down. So both teams getting the full points. Heading into the second half, both teams swept the halftime, getting the maximum points. So the difference is still the same, but the totals are Poison Pills four hundred, Owl Nuggets four ten. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! So that brings us to the third quarter, where we're going to do Pick and Roll. Pick and Roll. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing ten items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify ten items. If the team does not correctly identify all ten items, the other team can attempt to finish this list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. 
poison pills, you are behind. Here are your three lists to choose from. We have golfers with the most PGA Tour wins, NFL points scored, or the, sorry, the, the top 10 players in terms of NFL points scored, and the top 10 NBA teams in terms of total winning percentage. I think we have to go NFL, don't we? I Yeah, I think so. You're right. going with the top 10 NFL points scored by player. Mm-hmm. That is it. It's the mo- it's the top 10. Correct. Most points scored. Players with the most points scored. Overall. All time. Correct. All right. So we have to get our, our list together then. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what we're going to go with. Okay. We're going to go with Adam Vinatieri. Anderson Morton and Anderson Gary, uh, Jason Hansen, uh, George Blanda, Jason Elam, Seabass, Sebastian Janikowski, Stover. And then we're going to go with our last two are going to be Phil Dawson and um, John Carney. All right. I was given nine correct answers we have number one with 2673 points adam vinatieri with number two with 2544 points is morton anderson number three with 2434 points is gary anderson number four with 2150 points is jason hansen Number five with 2,062 points is John Carney. Number six with 2,004 points is Matt Stover. Number seven with 2,002 points is George Blanda. Number eight with 1,983 points is Jason Elam. And number 10 with 1,913 points is Seabass, Sebastian Janikowski. Uh, Phil number Dawson, nine number is 12. Correct. I'm missing number nine. Okay. And you, what did you say about number 12? Phil Dawson. Oh, nice. I mean, we were all over that. So we got one we can get. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. nine. Like I, I've looked at these lists a lot, so I could, could have went through this list over and over. So I think the only one that they missed was uh, Casey. And number nine with 1,970 points is John Casey. They wrote his name down, but we never really settled yeah. on him. So. No. so between the two teams, cleared the list. So now the Al Nuggets, you have your choice between golfers with the most PGA Tour wins as of the Tour Championship 2020 and top 10 NBA teams by winning percentage, not counting the 2021 season. Not counting the games that got started over this week. Do you want to? I mean, we kind of worked on this already. So, did we come up with ten? I think that's ten. If you, Five, if you like, what six, I sent you. Seven, eight, nine. I think, yeah, I think with the couple I put in and the others that you had, I'm we're sure. talking only active franchises, right? Correct. Okay. It's so like the Syracuse Nationals aren't going to. Well, I mean, they could be. I suppose. Never mind. Correct. The the yeah. Current roster of teams. Now, if they moved and kept the records. Right. 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 
You want to list them out or you want me yeah, to? Or? I'll do five. You do five. All right. You do your first five that you had. Okay. So um, I'm pretty sure this is the top five. So it's the Spurs, Lakers, Celtics, Thunder slash Sonics, um, and the Jazz. And Josh. And then our other five we're going with are the Rockets, the Blazers, the Suns, the Bulls, and the Heat. So at number one with a 599 winning percentage is San Antonio. Number two, 595, the LA Lakers. At number three with 591, the Boston Celtics. Number four, 543 is Seattle by or OKC by way of Seattle. <laughs> number five with a 541 is the Utah Jazz. Number six. 536 is the Portland Trailblazers. Number seven, 529 is the Houston Rockets. Number eight, 528 is the Phoenix Suns. And number nine with 521 is Miami Heat. The Bulls were number 11. Mm. So just chasing number 10. Hear me out, Marcus. All right. I want to say the Minnesota Timberwolves. (laughs) and i honestly want to say the minnesota timberwolves because right now we're losing 490 to 500 and if we uh are trailing going into the last question we're going to get the last question oh here he's tanking on purpose i am okay with this strategy i think it's gonna be up between the uh like the sixers Maybe another ABA team like the Pacers. I have the Pacers down. Um, I have the Nets down. The uh, the Bucks were good for a really long time before they that's, were bad. That's the other name that I have written down. That's the last one I wrote was Milwaukee. They they had uh, they had the you know Oscar Robertson, um, Lou Alcindor, and then they mm-hmm. had those '80s teams with Terry Cummings and Sidney Moncrief, uh, Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson. I guess we have to ask. What do we do if we're tied? Because that's never come up before. It, that just let you know, Dan, it, you're missing 10 points for us. Am I? Yeah. I thought it was four. I thought it was 500, 490. No, you got, no, you got, no. Never we got, we got 10. the one in your first round. So we got 10 points there. Five, I think 10. you're missing our 10 points. We've scored a hundred <clears> points. Well, so we may far. as well go for it then. Okay. Well, I like, I like Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Um, that just because like, I was listing off those eras and then you have, uh, I mean, they've obviously been good for the last, what, two years. I mean, I know there were some, some, they weren't ever terrible though. Were they? I don't, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think they were ever that bad to where they're just consistently. You were like, Oh, the bucks they are tap. Cause I mean, even in those like mid two thousands, they had like Michael red and, Mm -hmm. um, Brandon Jennings, like, those were exciting teams. They weren't necessarily good, but no, but they were in the Eastern conference and they were sneaking into playoffs at like exactly. the eight seed. Yes. Yeah. You want to go with Milwaukee? Yeah. Let's go with the bucks. Okay. The five nineteen win percentage at number 10, the Milwaukee bucks. Nice. Now the final list, top 10 golfers with the most PGA tour wins. Now there is a tie for 10th. So if you get one of them, we'll cross the other one off. This is the list I was telling you that I've seen recently. Okay. So, um, I, 
I'm I guarantee you I'm not going to be able to contribute much to this. So have at it. I mean, I mean, I'm writing names down. I'm going to see what how I do compared to what you're going to type. So I'm writing names down. All right. I'm fairly positive. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got nine names down that I'm fairly positive on. Are you okay if we just give nine names? Because I don't want to rule out anybody else. <laughs> you can do whatever oh. you want. Yeah, it's between. I'll take whatever. Unless you I'm want sure, to I'm take sure, a shot. I'm sure there are lists where I couldn't even come up with all 10. So. I mean, like the top 10 lacrosse national champion. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good right. with the nine names. Or you I'm going to go with nine names then. Okay. That's all right. Okay. All right. So the top five, I know cold and that's Sneed and Woods are tied on uh, Nicholas Hogan and Palmer down in the bottom of the top 10 Mickelson cracked the top 10 um, Byron Nelson is there. Uh, Hagen is there. Uh, Walter Hagen. And yeah, not Tom I, from the Godfather. No, not Tom from the Godfather. And then I'm pretty sure Tom Watson is one of the two that are tied for 10th. I don't have another name. So okay. we'll You're go with, in with those nine. We'll go in with those nine. Yeah. All right. Well, at number one, tied at number one with 82 wins apiece, Sam Sneed and Tiger Woods. Number three, with 73 wins, is Jack Nicholas. Number four, with 64 wins, is Ben Hogan. Number five, with 62, is Arnold Palmer. Number six, with 52 wins, is Byron Nelson. Number eight, with 45 wins, is Walter Hagen. Number nine, with 44 wins, is Phil Mickelson. And tied for 10th, with 39 wins, is Tom Watson. So we're chasing number seven. Yeah, that's that's why only reason I know that name. Likewise. So go ahead. All right. Well, I think we've got the other one to, to close it out. Uh, Billy Casper. With yeah. 51 wins, number seven is Billy Casper. Only know it from looking at these lists. Marcus, you'll you'll once you start writing more games, you're gonna your knowledge will grow. Well, I, I threw out a Gary player just because I just <laughs> had that question that I wrote. So I was like, uh player? He's like, no. All right. Well, Gary Gary Player was one of the big three along with uh Palmer and Nicholas, and he was playing against them and they're high on the list, so he's not going to be. He just won his chair of majors. Yeah, yeah he, he just, has. Yeah, he went to the gym afterwards, and, and he's and he's jacked. Yeah, just <laughs> chiseled. So after the third quarter, we have a score lead change. Owl Nuggets have five twenty, and the Poison Pills are up to five ninety. A seventy point lead heading into the fourth. The fourth quarter, known as "Put Your Fours Up." This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. Our categories for the fourth quarter, as I said earlier, I'm nothing if not a shill for my former uh, baseball program. Category one is U. Category two is C. Three is S. Four is D. And five is baseball. The first question is about boxing. Second question is about baseball. Third question is about football. 
Uh, the fourth is about motorsports. And the fifth one is obviously about baseball again. All right, got wagers from both teams. Question number one in category U, as in undefeated. The record for longest professional undefeated streak before a loss is held by Julio Cesar Chavez. Tell me who handed Chavez his first draw in his 88th professional fight and who handed him his first loss in his 90th professional fight. All right, we'll check in. All right, the poison pills are checking in. Al Nuggets, speak freely. So like I said, Whitaker popped in my head. Um, this was the time where I had a lot of, um, I had my Sports Illustrated subscription. Yeah. Um, what is this, like early to mid 90s? I want to say early 90s, maybe 92, 3, 4, 5, like that area. Um, so in between swimsuit editions, I would read the... Um, the other ones occasionally all right now we have two last names right for sure that, we, that we've come up with that we think whitaker that we, for some reason in my head i think pop like i think it's associated with chavez in my head and i don't know why i i, I don't ever question when names pop in your head for any questions so and then the other one that came in was randall it's either fred I, I mean, we I, we don't need. No, we don't need a first name. If you feel, if you like, I think I've heard the name Randall. Like Whitaker is definitely a name I've heard. The Pernell yeah. Whitaker, but so um, you said Pernell in my head. I had Parnell. <laughs> so we'll, we'll so take that's, Um And if you think Randall is another one in that kind of that's popping in your head, I I I take your pops. Like I can't come up with any other welterweights in right now off the top of my head and i say let's not overthink it go with those two names and cross our fingers i don't like i don't trust my mind all the time that's why i don't like it um i trust your mind more than mine because mine is you know i can give you a first name off of the last name of the first guy that's that's the best i could give you let's Um, just so i mean whitaker but if he doesn't need us to decide who who did what because i thought whitaker may uh, have beaten him but i don't know so he said he didn't need, so we just need the two names. Okay. So let's go with uh Whitaker and Randall. And we unfortunately wagered a hundred points. So the Owl Nuggets checking in with Whitaker and Randall and Poison Pills. In our chat, I have the name Whitaker is jumping to mind, but I don't know why. So we uh we also went with with Whitaker. And then when you said the name Whitaker is jumping to mind, I said, um, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> we did not have another shot at any other name. Everybody that we thought of was too late for this. This is like early nineties. Um, so we just took a shot with a lucky Jackson. So we went with Whitaker and Jackson for 55 points. Boys and pills checking in with, uh, Whitaker and Jackson. So one team is getting their points. Oh, you're kidding me. Come on. 88th professional fight. Pernell Whitaker fought him to a very controversial draw. Everybody thought that Pernell won. And two years later, Frankie Randall beat Julio Cesar Chavez in a very controversial split decision. I'm going to flip a table. (laughs) You are? The correct answers were Whitaker and Randall. Yeah, Whitaker was in 93 and Randall, I think 94. Yes, 94, January 29th. 
All right, I'm gonna lay down. That's that's a hundred. No, no, not yet. You got four more questions. Don't don't lay down yet. Um, because I certainly can't haul us to the end. That's for sure. Um, Suddenly, uh, we're not in the driver's seat anymore, Marcus. Uh, no uh, score update after the first question. Um, Owl Nuggets has 620 points, and Poison Pills is down to 535. Question number two, category C, as in catastrophe. Once a switch hitter, which MLB player batted permanently left-handed after suffering a spring training bean ball at the hands of Randy Johnson? I'm, I'm no. almost positive on yeah, this. Yeah, no, go for it. All right, we'll check in. All right, the poison pills are checking in. Al Nuggets, talk it out. Oh, man, I mean, it sounds so familiar, but... I know he's, you know, has some errant pitches once in a while, but... But the John Kruk one is the one that comes to mind, but he was not hit. And then I know Larry Walker, same kind of thing happened to him, and then he switched sides yeah, during that All-Star game. That was just an All-Star game thing. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's, that's Those are the ones I have. Do you know any switch hitters that just stopped? That's what I was trying to come up with. But uh, Didn't he hit J.T. Snow, but I thought he hit him in, like, the face. Was J.T. Snow a switch hitter? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I got nothing better. I mean, it might be worth just taking a shot at it. Sure. I don't know. We'll, we'll check in with uh, JT Snow for 100 points. Yeah, Alan Nuggets checking in with JT Snow. Poison pills? I hate you, Eric. I hate There's no you. Yeah, there is no way. Yeah, you got it. It's JT Snow. He was playing for the Giants at the time, which Long is. Beach is own. Yeah, and I was know your host. That's what That's what eventually got it to me. Yeah, it was JT Snow. Didn't it hit him in the face? Points? It did hit him in the face, but it blurred his vision. Oh. And how many points did you wager, Dan? We wagered 100. And both teams getting their points is JT Snow. It hit him in the face. 97 miles an hour, right in the eye. I thought you said wrist. Beanball. You just said beanball. At the hands of Randy Johnson. Oh, I didn't even hear that right. Yeah, it caught him in the I've... hand, and it went right off his eye. Well, the, the score difference didn't change since both teams got 100 points added. Uh, Owl Nuggets is at 720, Poison Pills 635. Question number three, S as in sacks. Sacks became an official stat in the 1982 season. However, that season was shortened due to a two-month player strike. Which player led the league the following season, the first full season tracking sacks? Yeah, we'll, we'll check in. Poison pills checking in. Al Nuggets may speak freely. Gastineau set the record in '84. Okay. I think the year before he had. I mean, he would have set the record, I guess, then too. Well, right, right, but that wasn't yeah. the one that held for. No, the one that held, I think, was from '84. Okay. So um, you thought he did back to back the first two years? Yeah, I think he he had a huge season, like eighteen, nineteen sacks, okay. his first, you know, big year. So I'm pretty sure that's who it is. I'm cool with that. All right. We're going to check in with Mark Gastineau for 100 points. Al Nuggets checking in with Mark Gastineau for 100 and the poison pills. I'm pretty sure what Eric just said is exactly right. He he led the league and then beat his own record, short-lived record after that. And then that was – and he held that until Michael Strahan. Um, I'm pretty sure that the guy that uh, officially held the record first, though, was a – former Vikings uh, defensive uh, lineman named Doug Martin. I don't know if you remember 
Also a hamster. Not the, yeah. No, not not the same one. Nope. Instead. So we said yeah. we also said Mark Gastineau for 100. So both teams getting their points. It is Mark Gastineau of the Jets with 19 sacks. On to question number four, which is category D, as in driving. Name five of the 10 Formula One teams competing in the 2020 circuit. I'm not, I'm not doing it. <laughs> Josh, there you go, buddy. You got nothing for me? Not even a guess? Formula One? Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, or as uh, Jean Girard said in Talladega Nights, Formula uh, uh. So there's um, the M&M car. There's, uh, I've, I, got, I have nothing. <laughs> I didn't know there was teens. When Talladega Nights came out, that's when I found out that there was team racing in like motor. I'm like, why are you on a team? Aren't you both trying to win? <laughs> I, I might be able to come up with five. Just give me a second. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Let's we'll check in so you can talk it out. <laughs> okay. Poison pills have checked in. So I think many of them. I don't think all of them are named after car brands, but I think a lot of them are. Yeah. Like I said to you, I think Lewis Hamilton races for Mercedes. Okay. So I think. Yes, Ferrari that you sent to me is one. Okay. So Mercedes, Ferrari. Um, I do believe McLaren, Renault, or however you'd pronounce with whatever silent French letters are in there, Renault. Um, And then the last one that I came up with was Alfa Romeo. So Eric pronounces all the letters we've already learned. So, So Renault. Renault. It's it's, it's Renault, Renault. Actually, if you're pronouncing so, it correctly. So we're gonna check in with Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren, Renault, and Alfa Romeo for a hundred. Okay. Not Fiat, apparently. Not Fiat. Can. Not Ford. Not Chevy. <laughs> That's what I. Yeah. And the poison pills. All right. So I actually took some of mine from NASCAR teams that I, or NASCAR, yeah, teams that I know also field formula one so i've got uh red bull and haas and then also um, mclaren aston martin and alfa romeo um we stayed away from ferrari and mercedes because i know that those are teams but they're like convoluted names and i wasn't sure just how specific we needed to be so we went with red bull mclaren haas Aston Martin and Alfa Romeo for uh, 66. 66 points. One team is getting their points. Here is the total list of Formula One teams in the 2020 season. We have McLaren Racing. We have Scuderia Ferrari, so the Ferrari team. Red Bull Racing. Mercedes-Benz AMG Patronus. Renault. Haas. Alfa Romeo. Williams Racing. Racing Point and AlphaTari. There is no Aston Martin team. There isn't. Huh. They may use Aston Martin engines, but the team name itself does not contain Aston Martin. Josh, I bow to you and your. Uh, once again, anything that I ever come up with on this is because I've looked at some stuff from trying to not just write big four things. I could have sworn Aston Martin had a team this year. Weird. Okay. The final question, number five in the category of baseball, specifically college baseball. 
How many teams qualify for the NCAA baseball postseason tournament? We'll we'll check in. Boys and pills have checked in. Al Nuggets, speak freely. My gut was the first thing would be say sixty four, but I feel like that's too. Why would you ask that question if it was something that I don't know? But and it's a lot of teams because they have like these super regionals and things. Okay. I I don't. Then maybe double sixty four. No, no, that's I, Jesus. That's that's all. That's no. It, it is, but it's but you. If you think about it, you, think you can play multiple baseball games in a day. Except they don't. I don't think they play more than one a day. No. I don't know. My inclination is to say it's as big as the basketball tournament, roughly. Without you know, I, know. I would. My gut would be either it's for him to ask this question. It would either have to be something smaller or something much bigger. But that's I think there's I more have. than 32. So I think I think there's more than that. It's not set up in the like the the same. So how many regions would are are there? It they they have a different like I think some teams pre qualify right to the like the like the top. Okay. And then then there's all these regionals that teams have to play in to get in so with those like, teams. So some teams get like for lack of a better word, a buy. So then I, but I don't, maybe it is something crazy. I, or just go like 120. Just, I, honestly, I, I, for him to ask this question, it can't be 64. It can't be in that area. I don't think. I mean, that might be what the final is when, because I think there might be 16 teams that automatically qualifies, but then maybe it's another 16. I have no like real information behind this. It's just more, trying to make the best educated guess towards it. And for this type of question, I mean, most gut would be like, oh, it's 64. And then go on away because that's what that basketball is. But And I might be totally off with what I'm saying, but I, I, but I, don't, I don't know how many each of those regionals, how many would be in each of those things, if that makes sense what I'm saying. No, I, I, I've heard the terms before, so it, it all depends on how many of those regionals are there say you know 16 teams make each one of those regionals but i mean you have to have something that we, I, I feel like we don't have anything to start from maybe there's 64 in the first part and they somehow get whittled down to they get whittled down to 16 teams and that go in with the other 16 that automatically qualify okay so that'd so be that would be 80 16 i mean I'm, I'm just no so, be, yeah. yeah i mean i'm at this hey, point, I'm something. all fun around. Should we try 80 and Let's see what? 80. All right. We'll check in for 100 points with 80 teams. Al Nuggets checking in with 80 teams. Poison pills? For some reason, 16 regions of four teams each jumped into my head. Um, I know there's super regionals after that, but I think that those are, I, I don't know. But... I don't know exactly how it works, but we just went with 64 well, for 100 points. And they do go to Super Regionals. There are eight of those with two teams in them. And those are drawn from 16 regionals with four teams apiece. There are 64 teams in the total field. Yeah, so my logic Overthought it. Meant, meant nothing. <laughs> well, <it's>, I mean, <laughs> it, I mean, Arnold, there is some... It, <sighs> the way it starts is you get eight seeded teams. So the top eight teams in the country get to host their regionals. They are the, the seeded teams okay they're one through eight then you get eight other hosts and from there the winners of each of those they do a round robin okay 
the winners of each of those regionals, they get paired up with the winner of another regional to play the supers. The winner of those super regionals become the eight teams that go to the World Series. All right. Well, that made the game a lot closer. So the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Poison Pills finishes with 769 points. And our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Jared Lorenzen Award with 820 points, is the Owl Nuggets. Congratulations. Wow. Thanks, I guess. Oh, it was, was a great game. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah, this was a, it was a challenging game. And if I didn't have Eric on my team for most, I fine, I'll... I came up with some car companies, so that's uh, that's the best I could offer. Dan, Marcus, sorry. Um, sometimes it's just the way it goes. I mean, I mean, it's a couple bad bounces there. I mean, nothing I can really do about that. You know, I mean, I mean Marcus was a great teammate at the very beginning of that game. You were you were pulling out stuff. I was like, sure, let's do it. And then just <laughs> crash and burn, useless at the end. Just staring at staring at all your faces hoping that something would jump into my head. But no, it was a great game. I just wish I could have uh, pulled my weight a little bit at the end. But uh, yeah, I, it's this is always a blast, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, so Byron, thank you, one, for being a Patreon supporter. Uh, we mm-hmm. super appreciate that. And being willing to put in time to put together um, a game like this, it was really well-written, um, challenging at times. And you, know, you had enough in there where I could get some points, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Um, anything else you guys want to, you guys want to say? No, Byron, anytime somebody wants to take time and write a game, I mean, that is excellent for us because it it takes a little bit away from what we have to do. Um, and you know, with the editing and everything. So if somebody else can write a game, we love it. And it also gives the listeners something different to hear other than, um because you hear a game i host you know what it's going to be and you like the same thing with anybody i mean we all have our our different styles so thanks again yeah it's my pleasure and i mean it's fun for me to write questions um obviously with my my back falling apart there's not much i can do physically so watching a lot of sports and just thinking up stuff that might make good trivia questions has been been coming to me quite often lately um and a couple of you guys have taken me up on offers to just, if you guys need a question here and there, I'm happy to. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, happy yeah. to drop one in. So yeah. Anytime you guys need a question, need a game written, or if you just need another com- competitor, I'm happy to come on. You guys are great. I appreciate that. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely see you around. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be back. Before we call it a day, Byron, why don't uh, you lead us out with our uh, ending line of every episode? Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. And yes, that is a Monte Ellis jersey. Oh, I was going to say, is that a, is that a Brendan Knight jersey? <laughs> no, God, no.
Uh, yeah, Montealis because it's got my last name on it and uh, oh. and my favorite number. And it's the buck on the front. This is, this is beautiful. Had a Vin Baker Bucks jersey. <laughs> Aged well. It was. It's back. I don't know if you remember those old champion. Not to distract you guys. Those old champion stores where you can buy like the jerseys with the slight errors on them for like ten bucks. That's where I got my Vin <laughs> Baker jersey. <laughs> 